0: Hi and welcome to episode 60 of the This is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This is Reportage and This Reportage Family, and I'm a photographer too. Delighted to chat to the fab Julia Rose Grime for the podcast today. Based in Germany, Julia was recently ranked number 11 in the world on This Reportage Family, our site for documentary family photography, and second overall in Germany, with nine awards won in 2020 alone. Tune in today as Yulia shares all about why communication with your clients is so important, why she collects old Polaroids, the time she started to dream in English, her journey to being a photographer, photographing the same families over years, from newborn to school age and more, and Netflix synopsis game, the story behind one of her specific repertage family awards, and much more too. Before we get on to Yulia, just a little reminder that the submission deadline for both our websites, This Repertage for Weddings and This Repertage Family for well, Family Photography is just a few days away now. Submit by 2359 GMT on 24th of January, 2021. All award entries are included in our membership fee, 60 individual image entries and 18 story entries per year. And there our awards are just one part of membership. If you are interested in maybe ranking on our top 100 worldwide lists, you have the best chance if you enter the first round of the year. All the best if you're entering. Right, over to Yulia. <laughs>
1: hey Julia hi Ellen how are you I'm fine a little nervous oh but yeah I'm happy to be here
0: oh thank you for talking to me it's it's, it's <laughs> lovely to to hear your voice after seeing your you know your picture on Facebook for quite a while it's lovely to actually hear your voice
1: yes, <laughs> yes sometimes it's it's funny to to uh, <laughs> fulfill pictures of people right if you know them just online and yeah. then a voice and yeah
0: it's true isn't it and then and then there's the whole other level when you actually meet them in real life as well yes and it, which is very cool though i love that it's cool yes. um so you're in you're in germany aren't you
1: yes yes in the pretty much in the middle no not not really in the middle but uh the eastern part of the middle yes
0: okay cool i love i love germany i've not been for a while but i've been well i've been quite a few times in my life to um like cologne and munich and berlin and i love it awesome place um have you been to england
1: yes i've been to england uh, when i was in in school we uh, did some school trips or one school trip there and i've been twice for summer holidays to make to to get better language skills so oh, that's cool yes but what? it's uh but it's quite a while ago so it was in the 90s okay yeah we're
0: similar ages aren't we i think we said on facebook recently we're yes age, yeah. yes Same I
1: yeah, we'll be turning forty this year too. Yes. Oh, how are you? How,
0: you know, I thought I was going to be totally fine with turning forty. You know, <laughs> I, I've always thought age is just a number. It's a, but when I actually turned forty, it was like, wow, is this. Well, I, I don't know. It felt a bit strange. How are you feeling about about being forty soon?
1: Yeah, it, it kind of. Sometimes I feel like I'm still. 18 or 20 on my mind so like uh, and then I'm like oh okay 40 that's almost half the life is over now shit (laughs) I should should get started and doing funny stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's true
0: isn't it it's um yeah it's a strange thing really it is strange and as you say I feel so young as well it only feels like last month I was like just playing outside with my
1: friends you know and
0: (laughs) it's a bizarre thing um when you did that school trip to England, which part of England did you did you go to?
1: Uh, I've been to Hastings once, uh, and then uh, the other year I've been to Shrewsbury. Oh, nice. With Birmingham, and with the school trip, I can't even remember where we were exactly, but also near London. It was not that far away from London.
0: Uh, okay, that's cool. That's cool you were doing that. Did you ever do any exchanges you know because I did German exchanges when I was uh, younger I went to live with a German family did you ever do that come to England and live with an English family
1: yes uh, with the school trip we lived for some days with an English family and uh, the first school trip to Hastings I lived with a a host family but uh, with several other um, foreign kids so it was not really family life there and Uh, okay uh, and later I've been to the uh, to America for four weeks with a okay. school trip in wow. Wyoming, and there I stayed with the family and I still have contact with them. It's quite fun.
0: Oh, that's really cool. That's really nice. I've still, I've only been to Las Vegas in America. I need to visit other places in America. Um, but I found personally for me, the exchanges were great for learning the other language, yes. even though actually don't ask me to say any German because it was a long, long time. <laughs> But I did find, um, especially I did a week in Munich when I was 17 and I did feel like you would start to think in German, which is really bizarre. Yeah. Did you start to yeah. think in English? Like when yes, you were in- yes. Yeah?
1: When I was in, in America after, I guess, the second week or so, I started dreaming in English and it was really w- weird coming back and answering my mom's question in English. <laughs> it was uh, a fun experience. That's mad. Wow. Dreaming. That's very cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how, how fast you adopt if, when you're a child or a young adult, how mm. fast you adopt to other languages.
0: Mm, that's so true. I wonder if my kids now, they're still they're young, eight and five. Um, I wonder if they'll have the, the opportunity to do exchanges. I was 11 when I did my first one to Germany, um, which I guess is quite young. How old were you?
1: Uh, I was uh, 13 when I went the first time to. It's mm, quite England. young,
0: isn't it? I remember arriving in is in Wuppertal. I don't know. Do you know Wuppertal in Germany?
1: I've never been there, but I know Wuppertal with the Schwebebahn. Yes, yes,
0: that kind of upside down monorail type thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. But I remember we got we were all on a coach, obviously, from England and we were all very happy. And then we arrived there. And then I think it, t- it hit home how we were going to be, you know, away from our own families and being with people we didn't know. And everybody just yes. started crying. It was very emotional. It was <laughs> emotional.
1: <laughs> no, I, I was I was uh, used to not being home um, for several weeks or something, because when I was a little child, I was uh, sick with the lungs, and so they sent me for recovery trips, and in the former GDR it was uh, for 4 or 6 or 8 weeks. Oh, wow. So I was not with my mom that time, so it that sounds weird top. if you're a mom yourself. I could not imagine to send my 3-year-old kid to a recovery trip alone, wow, but no. I, I was. Yes. So I was uh, I was not homesick that much when I was
0: on. Right. Because you. Wow. The, that must have been. Wow, are you OK now? Yes. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Wow. So that's helped, though. So that's good. Wow. That must have been tough, though. That must have been tough.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, Julia, OK, let's let's start at the beginning for with you. You know, how, how did you become a photographer? You know, what's what's been your journey? How did it how did it happen for you?
1: Okay, I guess I, I got uh, as many, I got a camera from my mom or I, I took the camera from my mom and when we were on holiday trips, I me and her, we both took a lot of pictures, so I was always kind of driven to make memory through pictures. But, uh, and, and then she gifted me the first uh, um, DSR. LR camera, but it was without battery, it was solar (laughs) um, and uh, fully manual. Oh, wow. I guess I was 13 or something, and then I experimented somehow with this, but not into depth, not at all. It was more like trial and error, and Mm -hmm. yeah. And then um, in school, I always wanted to be a photographer, but then I recognized that um, to... Make the um, to get a photographer to become a photographer, I have to stay with my mom because you don't earn a, mod- a lot of money. So I decided to um, study instead after school and I studied media um, and history of arts. Okay, cool. And uh, within this study, there was not that much photography related courses or something, and so. The ones um, which were there, I took them all, some even twice. Okay. So, um, yeah, and then I got pregnant the first time. And then, like a lot of photographers, my journey started to, um, yeah, take pictures of my own son. Uh, yeah, he will turn that. 17 this April. Wow, really? 17? Yes, wow, Gosh. and then I photographed everything. He has several albums.
0: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> with
1: pictures, was even with film, and I glued all pictures in there, and it's oh. amazing. And then, uh, yeah, and with a second son. Um, some moms started to asking me, oh, you're doing great pictures. Can you photograph my kids and stuff like that? And then I um, stumbled into business somehow. And then (laughs) I experimented and tried everything and tried photographing them at home, studio, stylish, whatever. I even um, was in a studio for... I guess a half a year or something and tried everything out there and um yeah, learned and trained myself with some YouTube stuff and experimenting and never took any courses. That's cool. But uh yeah. But then suddenly I guess I was pregnant with my third child. Almost seven years ago I stumbled over Kirsten Lewis. Ah uh... yeah. And then, um yeah, that's how I got into documentary photography.
0: okay, yeah, very cool. very cool. And is your your third yeah. child is a son as well is it?
1: Was it yes, I have I have three sons. Wow, three sons sixteen, sixteen, thirteen, and six.
0: Wow, man.
1: <laughs> What's
0: it like being in a home with uh, so many males around? Crazy, is it? <laughs>
1: I I said, uh, we we also have two male cats, All right, and then right. we wanted a dog, and we went there for a, a male dog, and I'm like, and, and when we were at the breeder, I was like, no, we are getting a female dog. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I can understand that. Wow, that's a lot of testosterone, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, it is.
0: Wow, that's cool though. Um, yeah, that must be cool. I can't I can't imagine having a sixteen-year-old almost 17 now. Um, it must well, it's because my son my I've got a five-year-old son, so seventeen seems a long way off. Yeah, what?
1: but it's it's quicker there as you can imagine.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. And that's the great thing about what we do, you know, and you do as as a family photographer though, capturing all all those moments it's awesome that you've got those albums for your oldest um,
1: yeah at child. least for the oldest the middle one is a little, little bit lacking of albums
0: yeah <laughs> I understand that as well <laughs> we, we, with our first one we have like a book on her first birthday and I think a book on her second but we don't have that for our second child that's bad yes. isn't it That's bad. <laughs>
1: Yes, and then there's uh, huge gaps in, in the family history. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to at least get the, the vacation in a photo book or something. So at uh, least yeah. once a year I have something printed. Yeah.
0: Mm. That's a good idea. It is a good idea. So when your friends saw that, you know, you were capturing photos of your own family and then they asked you to do to do you know photograph their family did you did you think this could be a possible business or you know as you said did you kind of you kind of just fell into it from shooting more of them
1: yes yes because i always wanted to be a photographer and then it suddenly happened accidentally mm-hmm. on the side and then um yeah i i loved uh, taking pictures of other families although in the beginning i I still think the, the first families I photographed I still need to send them their money back because of the funny pictures I did of them.
0: Uh, I bet they love them. Though.
1: <laughs> and but uh, yeah, even some of the early early years in my business, some families I still photograph. Uh, and really? uh, if I come to their houses and see the pictures from I guess eight or nine years ago, and they look. <laughs> can we change these? <laughs> oh
0: I understand that I understand that like I don't show any images from my first like weddings for example on my website now no I don't yeah do that.
1: but sometimes yeah. it's fun to look at these pictures and say oh mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: been a long way
0: <laughs> yeah that's true isn't it we see our progression there we do yeah it must be. I think that must be so cool. The way that you do photograph families over years, then, and you see them grow, and that must be very cool to do.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely cool to see that. Uh, from some families, you you did the newborn shooting, uh, the newborn uh, pictures, and then you can see them uh, getting into school life. And
0: uh, mm, that's really yeah. Cool.
1: That's, that's really cool. it's fun. So
0: how did you go from, you know, photographing some friends, families? How did you then expand into doing it as a business? You know, do you remember how you got your first kind of paid uh, family clients that weren't friends or anything? How how did you do it?
1: Uh, I, because I was um, pregnant or just gave birth to my second child that, uh, that time around, I... Um, I did a cooperation with my midwife. Okay. And she gifted uh, half of the session fee for their um, new moms and dads and the, the families. And so I got some newborn. Oh, that's such a good idea. Clients, but uh, it was not paid well at all right. because I did all the beginner mistakes <laughs> and um, didn't price it out. Mm. Uh, the way it should be okay. so i learned a lot on the way <laughs> made a lot of mistakes and now
0: yeah that was a great idea to do that with the midwife though It must have, that was a really good good idea
1: yes and because i was um part-time photographer and part-time uh, student i still was uh, in university that time uh, so it was okay i didn't do much advertising or something like that Right, I didn't okay. dive into marketing at all. It was like just word of mouth, working for me, mm-hmm. and still is. So I'm still, I'm still using this as my main and I think best marketing tool.
0: Well, that is good, isn't it? It means you're doing a good job if people are telling their friends and family about you. Yes. You know, it means they're really happy, which is. It's a great thing. I you can't get better at marketing really than word of mouth. You can't.
1: Yes, and it's always easier if someone else is, uh, is excited about your work. It's easier to, or it's easier to speak about others
0: mm.
1: than yes. about yourself, right? That's so.
0: true. Mm, that is true. Do you do you do you know any other kind of marketing? Like, do you do much on social media or search engine optimization or anything?
1: I, I try to be at least on Instagram kind of active, but uh, it's more like how it feels. It's not with a actual marketing plan. Mm-hmm. I know maybe I should, but on the other hand, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't feel right to be that uh, planned or whatever, because I'm. Actually, I'm a kind of chaotic or, <laughs> yes, a uh, messy creative mind. So I'm sometimes I, I think I need a plan, but then something else happens and then plans are.
0: Yeah, you know, out the window. Out the window. Yes,
1: out the window. <laughs> and so I'm, yeah, not, not really. Massively active
0: so no, okay. I, I do I some
1: networking And uh, in person Networking and uh, I have some plans on that but oh, not, okay. not so much on On, on social media that, Or okay. website or SEO Or whatever because uh, It stresses Sorry. me out actually
0: Oh does it really yeah um, It's so
1: much uh, Not artistic stuff mm. and it's like Oh that's mm-hmm. a
0: lot to, to do I understand that. It can, be, it can be so overwhelming, can't it? But the, the in-person networking you mentioned, that sounds interesting. I guess that's more before COVID time. So a bit hard to do in-person stuff at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes. But, but I think collaborations and uh, stuff is always better than just being on the Internet, Mm-hmm. That's also, that's you should have a website and stuff like that because people search for something. But uh, over, I'm now in business for I guess 14 years now, mm-hmm. or 13, no, 13. In summer, it will be 13 years of business, and I got maybe two or three fresh inquiries over through my website. The rest was always uh, sent by someone.
0: Uh, okay, so it's definitely working it's definitely working then
1: yeah somehow it's working so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's because you're doing such a great job it's great um but so w- with your in-person things well, do you also meet up with other photographers in germany is it a, f- a friendly scene you know do you see other documentary family photographers
1: i uh i'm in in my area, it's not that uh, crowded yet with documentary photographers because in in Germany it's uh, fairly new. This genre it's growing fast, um, but uh, I I do have family photographer friends, but uh, I guess somehow it's uh, still kind of competitive in Germany. Sometimes right. it feels like that but uh, we are working on on it's easier it's easier in the documentary genre because documentary is so personal i feel it's not that you can kind of copy a certain style
0: that's true. Like you can't copy a kind of posed portrait. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that is true. Easier, yeah. It's easier to copy post or studio work.
0: Mm, that's true. You can
1: buy the several stuff and and recreate stuff, but not with documentary. And that makes it easier to feel not that uh, competition mm, pressure. That,
0: that's so true, isn't it? Yeah. no, I guess I've never really thought about it from that angle, but that is definitely so true. Mm, it is um okay let's change tack for slightly for a second julia let's change tack yeah. um <laughs> let's do i just start i started last week i thought it'd be quite fun for this uh new year of podcast episodes yeah. to do a kind of little netflix kind of based little quiz do you like your netflix don't you and tv and things
1: yes i'm netflix addict
0: addict yes oh, okay well that's good oh. so that's uh, <laughs> that's perfect um so uh, it's just a little fun thing there's a little few questions I thought I would read out um Netflix's synopsis on a series or movie you know their little description yeah and I'll see if you can can you tell me which movie or series they're talking about okay okay you're ready you're ready (laughs) yes okay so the first one this is a series and this is a synopsis okay um Sent to an orphanage at age nine, Beth develops an uncanny knack for chess and a growing dependence on the green tranquilizers given to the children.
1: Yeah, that's... Uh, 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 what is it in, in, in English? Oh, yeah, this is going to be...
0: this. Sorry, it's a lot harder for someone It's not in like, native English.
1: In, in German, it's... Uh, it's a, with a gambit.
0: Ah, uh, yes, that's it. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I watched it, i binge watched it. It's amazing isn't it it's
0: so good, isn't it? it's so good um yeah, so the queen's gambit is, the queen's it's... gambit yes mm. is it is it is chess is Schach is it Schach
1: in yeah Schach. it's in yeah. german it's Schach. and in in German it's called
0: the Ah, okay, yeah, that makes so, sense uh, yeah. oh, it's so good, isn't it? she is yeah. amazing in that i thought
1: yes, yes, I Did immediately you... wanted to learn chess
0: oh yes it's inspiring <laughs> isn't it i was going to ask if you played so i i, I do really enjoy chess but i've not played since i was no, about i've never yeah. done have you I've never, never played done. no yeah. no no have you started to learn then have you no <laughs> you should do it it's honestly it's a really i know chess has a reputation for being what people think is a very boring game but it's actually very exciting to play it is exciting
1: I guess I, I I can imagine that I like it because I like board games which are not uh, like Monopoly or something Monopoly is boring but we have several board games that are kind of like uh you have to get a strategy and Ah, uh, cool yeah what's what kind what's your kind of favorite board
0: games that you play then
1: uh we have we just uh, have uh, Blockos, I don't know if they are all the same in English, and okay. we have and Domino is. Uh,
0: I've never le- I never know how to play Domino's properly.
1: Dominoes is really cool. Um, if you mm. ca- you can really do it, it's. Uh, first, I thought it's a really a childish game because you just have to make rows of of stones, and um, but you can even really do it on, on strategy.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, I should learn how to play that properly. Um, mm, that's cool, because it's it's nice to have a game for the whole family to play together as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's really nice. I like. I'm playing with my kids a game called Labyrinth, um, which is an old game. I'm not sure if you have that. What it's in Germany. It's like, it's like it's like a maze, and you move the maze to try and get around to get your treasures and things oh no? yeah
1: yeah i know this but we don't have this we uh do the settlers of Oh,
0: i've heard of that but I've, is that good i've heard of it
1: that's uh, that's really good but i guess it's just from age eight or nine or something like that
0: uh, okay a bit older oh well, that sounds cool though i'll have to try that when they're a bit bit older okay let's do another netflix one then you ready yes okay so this is a film or a movie film I, yeah anyway okay when bullied teen Daniel LaRusso teams with a martial arts master, he ends up learning much more than just self defense.
1: Oh, that's Karate Kid.
0: Yes. Good and one. I You're love great. That's Kai. <laughs> oh, that's fun, isn't it? It is fun. Um, I've only watched part of the second series now. Have you watched it all? Yes. <laughs> oh wow because the th- third series just came out didn't it quite recently yeah
1: it's so it's so fun to see all the the faces of your childhood you
0: know yeah, it's and... cool how they use the actual clips from the films as well isn't it like...
1: yes and also that they uh they bring all the old cast together even in the third uh series uh, the third episode it's like woo!
0: oh really does um uh does elizabeth Shue come back? Who was a little oh, bit oh she played um you know Daniel's kind of girlfriend in the first yes even she, she? coming
1: and even they're coming going back to Japan
0: oh wow oh, I need to watch more then I yes
1: <laughs> you should <laughs> um
0: because I thought um the main the main baddie in the first one who's obviously in Cobra Kai a lot um he's so good in Cobra Kai I think he's really interesting the whole story about yes, him I yes. think cool is Mm. Anyway, that's good. I love those films. I love that as a kid. I remember getting Karate Kid figures for my, like, eighth birthday or something. It's all all good. Yeah. Okay, let's do one more because I'm liking this. Okay, this is a movie. Or we might do two more. Okay. Uh, When the curator of the Louvre is killed, a Harvard professor and cryptographer must untangle a web of deceit involving works of Leonardo da Vinci.
1: I'm not sure...
0: It's an oldish it. movie. It's got um, Tom Hanks in it.
1: I'm not sure. I, I might know it, but I, I guess I haven't watched it.
0: Yeah, I've never seen it anyway. No, I've not seen it either. It's the, the Da Vinci Code, which I've never oh, read. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. My husband loved it, yes.
0: Oh, really? I, I need to watch it. I love Tom Hanks. But, okay, last one. Last one. Um, this is a family. This is a... Oh, no, I'm not going to give you a clue. I'm just going to say, it. okay. So, Villainous Grew. Hatches a plan to steal the moon from the sky, but he has a tough time staying on task after three orphans land in his care.
1: Oh, I've no idea.
0: No, I I wouldn't have known either. I wouldn't have known. It's um, Despicable Me. Despicable Me. It's an animated
1: thing. Mm. Oh, okay. Anyway, but you did really well there. That was good. I like that. That That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. At least I have 50%. Yes, and that's good, though.
0: That was good. I love it as well. Karate kids, um And what was the
1: first one we did then? The oh. Queen's Gambit.
0: Oh, yeah. Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I,
1: I always try to convince my oldest to watch Karate Kid and to watch Cobra Kai because I think it's so much fun, but he doesn't want to. <laughs> really? doesn't want to? Oh. No, but he's seven, He's almost 17. He doesn't want to watch Karate Kid. <laughs> so. I guess, I guess. The first Karate Kids. it's quite
0: violent, actually, the first Karate Kid. I think it's yes. um, a 15 rating, I think, in the in England anyway. I'm not sure, but... I
1: guess in Germany it's 12,
0: 12 years. Okay. Yeah, good films, though. Yes, and Cobra Kai, if, if anyone's listening now and is, are thinking about watching that, do watch it. It's fun, isn't it? It is good.
1: Yes, but you should have, uh, you should know about uh, Karate Kid.
0: Yes, definitely helps. Doesn't Otherwise,
1: it, <laughs> it doesn't... It doesn't uh it isn't
0: as much fun I guess you're right you're right um cool okay let's go back let's go back to photography, Julia um so I heard that you like to buy and you know collect old Polaroids which I find really interesting can you can you tell us more about that you know how you got into into doing that
1: uh I don't know it was my friend I had a Instax camera quite some years uh, now, but it was in a box somewhere and I didn't really really uh, grab it out. And then um, I was visiting my friend Barbara Puchta, who's also yeah. a photographer and uh, on this yeah, I family. They. That's cool. And uh, she, at this point, she was absolutely into um, old Polaroids. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I have a Polaroid oh, in six camera too. And then I started buying um, Polaroid cameras myself and started to experiment with them. And then I found out that you can even water these pictures and then it makes cool effects on the. Um, on the um, polaroid pictures oh wow cool yes and you can cut them out and uh, layer them on paper and stuff like that oh cool it's really fun what you can actually do with polaroids and then i found on ebay when i was searching for cameras and i i tried out several cameras different types of polaroid cameras and uh the different films because they all behave a little different okay and um, then I bought some and then I found uh, even Polaroid pictures, developed Polaroid pictures from, uh, yeah, people who saw wow, Polaroid pictures. And like, how can someone sell a Polaroid picture? Because on, with Polaroid, you just have this one picture and there's no copy or something mm, and you yeah. can't reproduce it without the picture. yeah. And uh, my kids thought I'm really weird doing <laughs> this. <laughs> and that I was really excited to go through these pictures and imagine what the life of these people uh, were and why they sold their pictures. And yeah. uh, yes, and now I also um, bought and collected some old um, photos, maybe a- even from the eighty or 19th century. Oh, Wow. And, uh, yes, I want to do some collages and art and stuff. And I'm not really sure where it will go to, but uh, I have several ideas I want to try out and, That's yeah, really scan cool. them and, yeah, kind of collage them. And maybe wow. with the new pictures and old pictures and uh, stuff like that. Yes.
0: That is cool. I like it. And that is, with people selling their their actual polaroid photos themselves yeah are are these people that have just kind of like is it of their own family that they're selling or is it people that they've maybe moved into a house and find these polaroids in the attic
1: probably that probably that or maybe that the grandma or the aunt or whatever died and then they got a box of polaroids and don't think it's necessary to keep them and then sold uh, sell them Wow. I don't know. I find it strange to sell pictures. Mm, that's um, cool,
0: cool that you're collecting them though, and that they're not going into a you know into a dump or into a fire. Yes, yes. Wow, that's really cool. I find that really that must it must be interesting looking at them and thinking about yes, the lives these people it's, had.
1: It's so funny. I bought a box with like two kilograms of old photos, wow. and then yesterday I went through them and sorted them out, in it's. Uh, um, yeah, connecting somehow with me, and I want to make art with them and and the rest. And it's so fun to see what uh, people um, thought is interesting and took pictures of. And
0: yeah, I bet. it's
1: not just uh, portraits. Okay, it's, uh, most of them are portraits somehow, but it's also kind of fun stuff. So it's wow. made me made me laugh a lot last <laughs> night when I sorted them. <laughs>
0: oh that's cool are your kids interested at all in looking at them with you or
1: no my oldest saw me and and he said oh, this is weird mom <laughs> <laughs> again
0: <laughs> it's i think that's really cool it's really really cool um and how many actual polaroid cameras do you kind of own then
1: uh i guess i have three or four
0: uh, okay cool
1: And uh, some I already sold. Yeah, yeah, I sold them because they didn't do the job I wanted. And yes, and I also bought the Polaroid Lab. It's uh, so you can do your mobile pictures Uh, on Polaroids. Ah, That's helpful because you don't have to carry the Polaroid camera and Uh, a bunch of films when you're outside.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, somehow you can mix and mingle Uh, techniques
0: yes have you ever done it on your you know when you're doing a family shoot for a client have you ever included ever taken any polaroids for them on the shoot
1: no sometimes uh, um, I take my little instax camera with me and make a a short and quick picture for the kids and they um, love to have their picture and they are really uh, uh, wondering how it's developing and then oh look Pictures coming and it's uh, quite fun too. Yeah, because they don't.
0: Normally, kids these days would never really ever see that. You know. No, no. And they start
1: shaking and (laughs) (laughs) the picture, and it's it's fun.
0: Oh yeah that's nice and you're building rapport with your clients then as well I think that's really really nice. Yes. Um, I'd like to talk about one of your specific reportage Family Awards that yes. Of um, is, it was featured on Board Panda as well actually it's, it's a black and white shot um, from above of what appears to be I think a mother and daughter I think on a kind of hammock. Um, and yes. Some of the- eyes are like she's eyes closed it's really beautiful really serene you know can you can you tell us about about that shot how you know what was happening how, how you got it uh
1: this was a day in the life a half day in the life shoot with this family i was there the, i guess the, the second time the second day in the okay. life with them cool. and they were at their um little garden and the kids were running around naked and in the pool and whatever having fun it's a summer day and then the, the mom rested on this uh, hammock and then the girl came and uh, wanted to cuddle with mom and I saw the hair and I was like, oh, that's it. It's always my gut jumping in.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: And then I took the picture. Um, yeah, it was not easy because the hammock was quite, not, not high, but uh, so I had to pull the camera up. And uh, I had no flip screen to check, so it was kind of,
0: oh wow, uh, that's
1: blindly shooting this picture.
0: <laughs> that's very cool, though. That's very cool, and yeah, and it's such a serene. It's a beautiful moment. It's really, really lovely. And um, is it a kind of image that you knew, kind of straight away, that that was you know going to be so impactful? No. No.
1: No, not with it. The... No, not. It's funny, isn't it,
0: how things work out like that? Really. Sometimes sometimes the images that you know, as when I'm shooting a wedding, I'll take an image and I'll think, wow, I think that's pretty cool. And then I'll come home and be like, mm, not yeah. so much. And then the other way around be images yes, that you don't even yes. remember taking. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and yeah, it's it's mad. Um, so that was a day in the life session, which is really cool. I see that you do quite a few of those. Um yes. how did you how did you get your very first day in the life session? Because, you know, I think it's something that a lot of people are interested in doing, but because they haven't done one yet, they don't have one in their portfolio to show prospective clients, you know. So I'm just wondering, how did you get your first one? Do you remember?
1: Uh, I started with the classic way, the portfolio shootings, and I asked our uh, friends, our neighbors to start with them. Uh, After I did the, or within the first course, I did with Kirsten Lewis online. And uh, the whole idea of uh going to a family for a full day or half day um totally hooked me so i went with them and then i um i guess i asked some clients or i asked on the in- on the internet for the first it's uh, it's six years ago so <laughs> yeah it's hard so, to remember <laughs> so uh and then i um stayed with them for eight hours or something like that. Ah, Okay. Um, Yes. And I had several other interesting families. So I picked them and I started with, with uh, yeah, portfolio shootings for free to try. That makes sense. To try it out and to see how the, the people react, the clients react on this. Um, Yes. And I still do sometimes portfolio shootings also nowadays. Right. Okay. Because sometimes, um, yeah, it's it's freeing from expectations if you do portfolio shootings, shootings because you you don't uh, have the feelings that you have to deliver a certain mm. amount of pictures and you can be more with yourself and to yeah dive into moments and
0: that's so it's, true. It's
1: deeper and don't have the fear to miss something which might be important for the family who paid you
0: mm, that's so true that so, so sometimes
1: true. it's helping to balance out the um the pressure with
0: mm, that makes sense yeah i mean do you and talking of pressure and things do you you know do you get anxious or nervous about shoots at all you know i i often talk about I, i'm quite i get nervous about you know turning up and starting shoots and things do you get nervous for doing family work
1: uh, not that much, but still a little, it, it de- it's depending on if the, if I know the, um, clients already mm. and with uh, a lot of my clients I'm friends with kind of, mm. because over the years, if you're documenting their family life, you kind of get a part of the family. That's so cool. So that's easier Then, then I don't get nervous and, or not nervous on, on the shooting more like excited to be there again, Uh, but with new clients um, I sometimes get nervous, sometimes clients have certain expectations or wishes or whatever Mm -hmm. and then it gets a little nervous to meet these expectations.
0: Yeah, I totally understand that. I understand that. But say, even if say, if you're shooting a family for the second time, and you know, I was just thinking, if if they love the photos the first time, does it not add even extra pressure on the second shoot because you know you've got to deliver as good images as the first shoot or anything? No.
1: Um. Yeah not that much because sometimes uh it's more like uh that we have the expectation for ourselves mm. to be better because the clients usually are happy with a lot less than we are
0: that's so true isn't it i totally understand that yeah that is true We do and put...
1: it's more in us than with them so mm. it's
0: that's really good advice, I think, to think about that, to have that in your mind. It's so much of the pressure that we have in this industry, in the photography industry, is is what we put on ourselves, isn't it? It's not client expectations.
1: Really. No, no, because if the clients invited you to come there, they already trust you that you mm. will do your job, kind mm. of.
0: No, it's so true. It is true. It is true. Yeah, it's good to remember that, I think. I need to remember that more. I need to remember that more. <laughs> um, What do you find the most, the cha- what's the most challenging aspect of, of family photography? You know, what's the most difficult for you, or what do you find the most challenging?
1: I guess uh, to, oh, the most challenging... Um...
0: It's tricky yeah. to think, but I oh know. Sorry, isn't it? I'm just putting all these questions on you. But yeah. Yes,
1: um, I I guess uh, yeah. The the most challenging is to get a good preparation, or I guess a good communication with the with our clients. I guess mm. if the communication is uh, good, I think the shoot will be good.
0: Mm, that's true. How do you help that, or do you have you know do you do you talk to your clients quite a bit before the day to explain how you work? Um, do you send out questionnaires or anything like that? I just wonder how you how you do that
1: So I don't send questionnaires, but uh, I'm now really clear on how I work and what kind of uh, settings or uh, what I need to to make good work. So I need time that's what I always tell them that they should not put too much. Action in their two-hour sessions.
0: Okay. So
1: they should well. not uh, push like I I don't know ten different activities in the two-hour sessions um, because then it stresses me out and then I can't work and think. Mm, that makes That's sense. Uh, and and there I am really clear and honest with uh, all my inquiries and all my clients um, that they know they can be just themselves and as more boring it is the more the more creative i get that's uh, my experience ah uh, that's cool because yeah. if, if you have the time and the freedom because it's not uh rushing around uh, things the better i can uh work or be creative
0: yeah that makes sense that does make sense so do you, enjoy, do you enjoy the long kind of day in the life sessions, like the eight-hour shoots, you know, when you're there for the full day? Do you enjoy those?
1: Yes. I, I, I really love the half and the full days. And I'm really happy that uh, for this year I already booked some half and even full days because I never imagined someone paying full day sessions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, yes, because you have the time and the freedom to absorb, to observe, and to really get a feeling of the family um, interaction and the personalities. And it's not just scratching on the surface. Mm-hmm. Because two-hour sessions, if you even even with older clients or clients you already know, it's always just scratching on the surface kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm
1: because uh two hours is just not not enough time to really dive into
0: yeah exercise. Just eight hours, though, do you ever get is it must be tiring, you know, because I've I've not done a full eight hour day in the live session. I would really like to. But I'm just thinking back when, you know, when I shoot weddings, eight hours, 10 hours. or It's very tiring. Do you how is it for you doing it? You know, being just with that one family it must be pretty intense over such a long period.
1: It is intense, but uh, I even stay longer with them with them in on full days. Full days are really like twelve hours. Wow. It's, it's like a wedding. it's but it's I guess it's not as exhausting as a wedding because uh, on a wedding you have like so many people and there's always something going around. It's harder to take breaks on a mm. wedding day. And with a the family, they take a nap or they relax or so not every time, not all the time everything, uh, something is happening. Right. Okay. So yeah. it's, uh, and it's just four or five or maybe six people and not 200.
0: Right. So I guess it's not so.
1: That, that exhausting. It's still exhausting and I still need kind of like two days off after.
0: Yeah. I bet.
1: <laughs> so brain was uh, too much running and uh but um yes i i definitely prefer the longer sessions
0: uh okay that's cool i i just thinking even from when i've shot smaller weddings you know say they've had only 10 guests uh, yeah and doing like 10 hours for 10 guests it can actually for me i found it it's 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 harder in a way you know to just be photographing those same people for 10 hours so i'm just thinking of a family with just six people for 10 hours i just think i'd love to do it but i think it would be difficult it'd be challenging
1: yeah but uh, also you can just uh, sit there and get to know them better and get a better mm. sense of what's uh, interesting for them and how they and to um uh yeah observe the the smaller details you otherwise wouldn't notice if they are Two hundred, like the little touches or whatever.
0: Oh yeah, that's so much more meaningful.
1: Yeah, or the details, uh, the still life details or something like that. You, you have more freedom to, to walk around and observe these.
0: Yeah, I bet. And 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 the way you work in there, are you? Do you? You know, because people work different ways. That are you like? Quite frequently talking to your family, or do you stay, you know, mostly silent, or you know, how do you how do you work?
1: I talk a lot with my clients yeah. while shooting, and um, yeah, I'm for that day. I'm like more than a friend who visits them. I'm not the fly on the wall at all. I'm in the middle of the. That's cool. Of the of the family, not the middle of the family, but the middle of the. Action yeah. with them. I also play with the kids and talk with them. And
0: um, yeah, I get that because it would be it would be kind. I know, obviously, I'm not. I can't. I'm. You know, everybody works differently. But for me personally, it would be strange to have someone, a photographer, in a room with me and my family, and then just being totally silent the whole time. Yes, you know, it would yes, it would it, it would put me on edge. I think
1: that's weird
0: yeah it's different yeah it's a bit different yeah
1: <laughs> but I, I i also know people who uh, know photographers who can't uh, photograph and talk right we need to concentrate on either mm.
0: and i guess it's whatever works it's whatever works for you as well and your clients and people like different things it's good that we're all different it is all good yes yes it's good okay let's change tack again slightly julia yes um Okay, a random question. But if you could choose one day in your life to live over and over again, like Groundhog Day, have you seen Groundhog Day?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. Well, if you could choose the day that you lived over and over again, which one would it be?
1: Oh, this is hard.
0: Uh, it's hard. I know because I
1: have three kids. <laughs>
0: yeah, you can. <laughs> you can, The Not birth of Not that easy. Then you
1: can say the first time I meet my child. I meet my child. No, I can't say that. That's true. Um, <laughs> i i'm not sure probably maybe one one day with my grandparents when i was a child i don't remember a, a certain day but um yeah somehow i feel like i would love to have more actual really memories of uh, the time with my grandparents when i was a child
0: i get that yeah that's lovely
1: Maybe th- maybe a day with my grandparents
0: when I was a child. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, I wish I could give that to you. I wish I could <laughs> give that to you. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm like you. I guess I don't all my well, my I I sorry, I don't know when yours, so you no, know, uh, went, but my I I don't remember my grandparents at all. You know, they were all died by the time I was like four, I think. So No,
1: oh, yeah. I, I my grandparents Pa died when my first one was a half a year old
0: oh, so right.
1: he already uh he was a lucky one my oldest to meet his grand-grandpa oh.
0: uh but yeah <sighs> oh,
1: <anyway. laughs>
0: okay. my, grand,
1: my grandma died two years ago I oh,
0: guess really? right. years, uh. yeah. oh gosh sorry horrible horrible things um Oh, into horrible times and what was what was it like last year for you anyway while we're talking not such happy subject you know how was yeah. how was the whole of 2020 for you um, just emotionally or business wise what was it like
1: uh, yeah it was I guess it was and still is tough times mm. because with the kids uh, homeschooling and uh, trying to work and it's not really working because you I guess it's hard for the brain and for the emotions to to keep up and happy Mm, and yeah I had several shoots last year and because I'm not uh, that much of a wedding photographer I have one wedding this year which was uh, pushed from last year and one uh, which couldn't um, take place because of COVID mm-hmm. but another one took place so it, it's kind of a weird year for everyone I guess mm. and
0: um, were you able to do much family work in 2020?
1: I did in summer when it was okay I, yeah. uh, I did some family shoots and half-day sessions and um, yes it was okay I, I survived business-wise mm. and it can only get better right?
0: that's so true yes it is so (laughs) yeah it can't get worse i am touching wood as we are saying it can't get worse so i am touching wood no
1: i i just hope that that people um learn the lessons covid is telling us so that we should should listen to what really is important to us and yeah, to turn life more into this direction of what really interests us and what's really helping us and not what other people think we should do. That's so and true.
0: Also- mm, that's so true. Oh, yes, so true. And yes, as I say, much, it's looking more hopeful for this year. Fingers crossed. Um, but it Yes, is. yes,
1: yes. I
0: hope. Um, Julia, OK, cool. I'm going gonna, gonna to ask one last question. Okay, um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. It's been really lovely, really lovely. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it's really fun, isn't not, it? I get.
1: No, I'm not nervous anymore.
0: Oh, that's good. Good, Nor me, nor me. I always start nervous, and but then they go, doesn't it? It's true. It's just really nice. Um, okay, so what? Last question. We've got a big one, but last one. Um, okay. What would be your top tips for people just starting out in family photography? And your advice could be post covid times now or it could be you know imagining the world before covid but i don't know it's up to you yeah what would be your top tips for someone who wanted to you know start their family photography business
1: okay my top tip would be look out for a mentor you trust a mentor to help you with your photography and a mentor helping you out to helping you to figure out your numbers and to start Pricing out your work and value um, the right way because it's it's harder to to raise prices uh, after you started. Right. Okay. And um, never stop learning and never question your gut feeling. Mm,
0: that's listen a cool to one.
1: your gut feeling if uh, a certain genre a certain client a certain situation feels weird trust your gut feeling mm, that's cool and uh, because nothing is more awful than having a client in your in your pipeline and don't feel good with it
0: mm, so true
1: and um, Yes, trust the process mm. and don't, don't hang too much time on social media and compa- compare yourself with the others.
0: That's so We true. all
1: do shitty pictures.
0: We do indeed, yes. <laughs> 99.99% of mine are, th- fit that bill. So yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we all have uh, sessions which should not win award.
0: Mm, definitely. Mm. Those are all great bits of advice julia that's really great i think yeah trusting your instinct your gut is so important and not comparing yourself with others when it's so easy to go on facebook instagram and see all this work that everyone's doing and thinking less of your own work or thinking you need to be doing more of that kind of stuff that everyone else is showing but it's so important to just be you and trust your gut it really is yes Awesome! Oh, oh, Julia, I really enjoyed talking to you. It's been really nice. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank for... you for asking me
1: to be here.
0: Oh no, it's been it's been awesome. Thank you. Sorry, it's taken a little time to arrange. Um, it's just been, but it's been so lovely chatting to you. And
1: your English is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I try my best.
0: <laughs> it's so it's so. Oh man, I wish I could speak german like about about half a percent of what you
1: could speak english (laughs) honestly german is hard german is i'm i'm happy that i'm a native german speaker (laughs) because i guess german learning german is hard well uh, yeah
0: it's difficult but i think english has so many kind of idiosyncrasies you know so many strange idioms and things Uh, german is more i don't know structured i think
1: yeah, but German has uh, these pre, and uh, you can change the meaning of a word with just adding two, two uh, letters in front or two on the on the back, and okay. then it's totally different meaning. And uh, it's, I think it's weird learning German. <laughs> it's one of the harder. It's it's easier to learn German uh, to learn English than to learn.
0: German, I guess. You think? Really?
1: Really? Yes.
0: Yeah. yes. Well, you, you speak English amazingly anyway. It's brilliant. Um, and just thank you for your time. And anyone who's going listening now, do head to thisreportagefamily.com or thisreportage, and I'll include that reportage Family Award that Yulia spoke about there and a link through to her website as well. And hopefully i get to meet you at some point in, in, in real life. That would be lovely. Yes.
1: If you ever come to Germany, come to Leipzig, it's a nice... City and I'm uh, in the city next to
0: Leipzig. Oh, okay, I'd love to do that. I, I would love to. I'd love to. I've my wife has never been to Germany and she keeps saying how she'd love to go. So we need to go sometime. I'd, I'd love yes. to do that. Mm. And if you're ever down in England and come to Cornwall in the south southwest of England, it's really pretty. We can uh, meet up there, have a cider. Do you like cider? Uh, yes. Oh, good. Yes, I love cider. We can have a cider in the corn. Cornish cider is good. It's
1: good. Okay, then I should go there next summer. Or something <laughs> like
0: that. It is really nice. Honestly, it's really pretty. It is a lovely part of, uh, of the country. It's nice. I
1: hope anyway, that after COVID, we can go and visit other countries again.
0: Yeah, won't that be cool? It really will. Just, ah, oh, yes. Yeah awesome julia thank you for your time you stay well um yeah and i'll be in touch yes thank you thank you bye bye
1: bye
0: you've been listening to the 60th episode of the this is reportage podcast julia was a real pleasure to talk to hope you enjoyed our chat head to thisisreportage.com or thisisreportagefamily.com to see the specific reportage family award that she spoke about a link to her website, and also a link through to more details of the mentoring program that Yulia offers alongside Barbara Puchter. We also have lots more episodes of the podcast available too, where we speak to family and wedding photographers from all over the world. If you're interested in family specific episodes, then you can delve into our back catalogue and listen to the likes of Rowena Meadows, Katrin Kuhlenberg, Sophie Callaworth, Alice Chapman, Else Corston, Anna Hardy, and more. We also have lots of episodes with wedding photographers too. If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including a limited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties when they can happen again, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice on some of the world's best photographers and much more too. The submission deadlines for our very first collections of 2021 are just hours away now. The deadline is the same for both This is Reportage and This is Reportage Family. Submit by 2359 GMT on 24th of January 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now.